to y'all. Y'all are rocking with impartation strategist Renee. And you know we are about to get out the box because that's what we do and that's what the podcast is about. Today we have none other than going by Minister T. I know her by Tamara Smith. Um, <laughs> she is a life coach and a minister. And today's topic will, um, will be about overcoming. Now, I'm going to let Tamara talk a little bit about what background she wants to let you have or know about her in her bio. But I just got to tell you a little bit about her. For real, first and foremost, I've known Miss Tamara since she probably was like, uh, as we would say, knee high to a grasshopper. Um, <laughs> Tamara, it had to be what? You had to be at least about eight, nine, maybe. Eight, nine. Yep. <laughs> I have seen her grow. And to me, she has always been, first and foremost, the realest individual ever. Okay. Even at nine, what you was going to get from her was truth. What you was going to get with her for real. She wasn't biting no bullets. She wasn't taking no teeth for the fever. And I loved her since day one. And our lives, of course, when, you know, we took, a, we took a turn. We didn't see each other. We didn't hear from each other. But when I did connect back with her, I saw the amazing woman that she had become. And I was then blown away by some of the things that she had endured in her life, that not only that she become a, a wonderful woman, but that she overcame to become that woman. So today we are going to talk to life coach, Minister T, also known as Tamara Smith. Tamara, talk to the people that say, hello, girl, who are you? Hi, oh, everyone. and she's from Baltimore, so you know yep. she's my people. <laughs> <laughs> hello, everyone. Um, I'm Tamara, again, a.k.a. Minister T, a.k.a. Coach T. Um, again, like Renee said, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, born and raised in Baltimore. I am now in Tampa, Florida, just left Phoenix. Like I'm just shifting and moving all over the place right now. Um, and a little bit about my background. Um, as she said, I am a minister and a life coach, but I did overcome a lot of hurdles to get here. Um, I pretty much, I'm, I'm going to just give a brief story about my life. I pretty much grew up in church. My grandmother was an evangelist as well as assistant to our pastor. And she also um, was very, her heart was always an outreach and missionary work. So I walked alongside her for a long, long time and, you know, just watched her work, watched her serve with a pure heart. She never complained. She never you know, she never complained. She she never felt, it never seemed like she got tired. Like she always put uh, the kingdom first. And I grew up just, uh, I, I always had a very strong relationship with God. And mm -hmm. at some point I strayed away. Um, I want to say in, in maybe my late teens, because it gets to the point where, you know, people just, oh, you the church girl, you the Jesus freak. And mm -hmm. it, I, I can't say that's what exactly led me to stray away. It was so many things that happened. But at some point I strayed away, had my daughter young, 17 years old. Um, and then I began to I became an exotic dancer. Uh, I was in the adult industry for about 12 or 13 years, um, an exotic dancer. I was a madam, and if nobody knows what that is, you know, I had girls, uh, women, um, prostitution. Let's just keep it real. Um, this out the box, baby. Keep it real. As much as you feel but, comfortable. 
the funny part about that is I always knew what I was being called to do. Always knew since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. um, and I, and I believe more than anything, I was running from what God called me to do. So I felt like if I do certain things, he's not going to want to use me. But God is so funny because he was actually using me in that place. So when I had the women. Well, wait a minute, Tamar. I got to stop for a second because it's so funny that you said that. Because here it is, like I said, I've been knowing you since you was 9 and 10. I was not the greatest influence on you. Even, you know what I'm saying? And the fact that you met me because I was coming to your house to pick your mama up so we could go to the class. So right. I'm just like, it wasn't like. I was being an influence on you, but to be truthful, as we're taking, like, you know what I'm saying, as we're talking, you actually influenced me. You was always talking about God. And that, this, I'm going to bring this up. You probably don't remember, girl, you and your roller skates. You be outside <laughs> roller skating. Talk about God. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, that is so sweet. That is so sweet. And it's yeah. just that, that you don't even realize, like you said, you was running, but you had a call on your life that you just couldn't escape because you was ministering to me. You was you was giving me something back then that here it is years later. Look at what position that I am in just by crossing your path at that age. And I right. just kind of want to stop for a second. <laughs> Because that's very important. Like you said, you said something that was so profound and I don't want to really go past that. You said you thought if you did stuff that maybe God wouldn't love you no more. If you did enough that, you know, it's like he wouldn't even call you or want you because you'd have done all that stuff. But yep. just to let somebody know when you have been picked out to well, be picked on, to be picked out, if you have just been called because you've gone through so much and you've got so much to do on your life, you ain't going to be able to run from that. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's just something you're not going to be able to escape. So the best thing about it is going ahead and say, look, what is my purpose? Let me just go ahead and deal with what my purpose is so I can stop running from whatever it is so I don't have to go through extra hell just to go ahead on and get to the point where to where I supposed to be. Right, right. Um, I knew, I, I knew my purpose for a long time. Uh, since I was a kid, people were always drawn to me for some reason. Uh, yeah. <laughs> usually, it, it, I mean, always, not just other children, but like adults were just drawn to me. And sometimes they would sit and talk to me. And I, I, I used to look like, why are they talking to me about this? I'm just a kid. But <laughs> I was able to give people advice and things like that, even at a young age. And again, even out there in the adult industry, People were always joined to me. I didn't realize it then, but now when I look back, I helped so many people while I was in that. I had the girls and they were they were doing their thing, but at the same time, I was helping them to get out of it. At the same, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm telling them, you know, younger girls, they're 18, 19 years old. I'm helping them save money. They would tell me, I want to go to school. I want to do this. I want to do that because a lot of them came up in a rough upbringing. Like, mm -hmm. I can honestly say I didn't come up. You did not. Like you that. did my not. Mom, my you mom did worked. not. You came up in she a did. loving home, uh, a supportive yes. <laughs> home. I will vouch for that. Absolutely. So I didn't come up like that. But a lot of them, so I couldn't understand a lot of their story. But I just knew that, you know, the way that they came up, it just wasn't right. So I helped a lot of them to go to school and pursue their careers. And like pretty much all of them are doing great in life now. And mm -hmm. I didn't realize what I was doing at the time until recently. And I was like, wow, like God really used me while I was in a place that I thought if I went to, he wouldn't want me anymore. And that's so, and the crazy part about he when you went to the place where he really needed you, the place where people won't go. Because I mean, 
you know, I'm a licensed ordained minister myself, but I don't mess around with religion. I'm not about, oh, I can't go here. I won't go there. We're not supposed to go there. You know why? Because people need love and be supportive and encouragement everywhere. And it's those places that quote unquote church folk are staying out of and staying away from. And those are the very places that people need people to love on them and do exactly what you need to do. So we the unconventional, we not the church folk, the brick and mortar behind a pulpit, not to say that if we need to go in there, we won't, but we need real people to do real things for other real people so they can get real healing. Come on. I totally agree. I totally agree. (laughs) I say that all the time. My heart is real big for street ministry. Um, Mm -hmm. I've actually been in the strip club a few times because the first time I always share the story with everybody. The first time I went, it was like right after things started to open back up from the pandemic. And I was sitting one day and I heard God say, go to this place. Like now I'm, I was new to Arizona. I, I moved to Arizona right before the pandemic hit. So I didn't get out much. I didn't know where anything was at. I didn't know nothing about any strip club there, but I heard the name. Mm -hmm. and looked it up and found the street so uh, I asked someone to go with me I'm like I need to go to this club and they like why I'm like well the Lord told me they like Lord told you go to a strip club I'm like just trust me I just don't want to go alone you know just (laughs) go so the whole time riding I'm saying Lord what am I supposed to do when I go in there he said just show up so all I kept hearing him say just show up and I'm like so am I supposed to show up I mean like what (laughs) you know what I'm supposed to do and the funniest thing is I walked into there. As soon as I walked in, a young lady, I mean, she literally ran up to me and she said, please don't think I'm weird or anything, but it's something about you when you walked in the room. It was like a light around you. She mm-hmm. was like, you just brought a sense of peace in here when you walked in. And she was like, I just want to give you a hug. Can I hug you? And like, I hugged her and she like started crying. Like she broke down and started crying. And I sat down at the table and I'm, I'm still saying, Lord, what do I do? And he said, just sit here. And next thing I know, I had about three girls at the table with me pouring their hearts out. I didn't have to say a word. So mm-hmm. people don't understand. Like people was like, well, why did you go in there? You, you could have went outside. I said, no, I, he told me to go in there and go inside. Gave me the name of the place to go and everything. So I went in there, sat down, they came to me. And actually, the ones that sat at the table and talked to me, they they don't, they're not even working there anymore. <laughs> Look at you going to shake up people's, shake up the uh, the, the camp of darkness. Look at you going right, to so mess some- with folk and actually snatch people out and show people love. I, and I think, you know, I'm just going to say this. Um, you know, I know I asked your title and everything like this, and I needed to know your expertise, but sometimes our expertise is really just our living. You know, we don't we don't have to have degrees and papers and, you know, letters behind our name to be an expert. You know, there are life skills. There are transferable life skills that we have. And I'm saying that because there's somebody who is like, oh my goodness, maybe my story not going to help nobody, or maybe my life is not going to help nobody. I ain't go to school for therapy. I ain't go to school for, you know, teaching. I ain't go to school for coaching baby if you have been through the trenches and you still here and you made it then you are an expert because you can go back and tell the story of how you made it no textbook is going to be able to write how you did it you're going to be able to give that story nobody's going to be able to give a lecture on how you did it you're the one to give that story so i first and foremost again thank you for your transparency and you know 
this out the box. So, you know, and you've already known me. You already know that Miss Renee is something else all day long. I was right. like, I'm just trying to tell you, I got too many marks on my body. I'd be too scared to be around anybody, Paul. I just want you to know, but I'm just saying, I would have been scared <laughs> to be walking all up in something and been like, oh, you know what I'm saying? I think I can get my dance on, but I'm like, girl, I ain't got no upper arm strength to be on nobody pole. And God, he ain't called me for no pole. I'm just saying. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. So let me ask you, because you, you answered the question. I wanted to know, like, I wanted to know what with going through all this had you seen a purpose for your pain and I'm like so um you already kind of answered that like you said you've seen that your purpose was to be in a position that people might have frowned upon but you've been through it and now you are the not only the living witness but you are a oracle a mouthpiece a person who's experienced to go back and say listen this is not where you have to be. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. even my book about sexual trauma and my sexual abuse, I'm like, you are not what happened to you. Tamara is not the form of this, the form of that per se. She is a person who's experienced. This is her background. This is what she's done. But Tamara is an individual who now can tell you about what she did. So you don't, you, and I love it because I know that you can understand this too. It's good in a sense to have somebody tell you what you used to do because it only validates who you are right now yep. and what you're doing yep. right now so it's like thank you for what you remember when i did that well i'll thank you because now look now i'm not so you just gave validity to how i overcame that yep. you know what i'm saying well people people will bring up your past more than you <laughs> absolutely absolutely like, so <laughs> and most of the time they weren't even there they just heard it you know girl a second that was there don't even bring it up <laughs> uh, how about that you understand what yeah. i'm saying so yeah. so you i mean literally like i was you said something else too right because again it's not necessarily a person from a home that is challenging or they wasn't loved or this, that, and another that causes this uh, or causes us to kind of make decisions that we do. We have to tell people and let them know, Tamara, that we get free will choice. And right. even if we choose to do something that may not have been the best choice for our lives, guess what we get a chance to do? Choose again. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Right. And I'm like, because I don't want people to get stuck. I want you, I want them to hear your story. I want you to share, you know what I'm saying? Share as much as you feel comfortable to let people know that you don't have to get stuck. And like, even look, and to let them know if you would give advice to a young woman, because see, this is going to go everywhere. So you ain't even going to have to go in Arizona no more. You ain't going to maybe have to go into a building, but along with going into the buildings if you do this is a podcast that's going to go to everybody else so if you had some advice for a young lady who is just like you know um but just wherever they are in life that they decide that you know what this is the lifestyle that I'm choosing for me and again let me tell you something this out the box but this is no judgment zone Again, we get choices and people don't understand, Tamara, the choices that we make for whatever reason we make them. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. I'm like, for myself, there were choices that I made in relationships that, and, and we can talk about this because I know this ain't your background though, but there was choices that I made in relationships that shaped a lot of my perception about me, but it started because I had a poor self, to, a, a, a poor self perception of myself. I mean, you know, I've always been, you know, doing my little fashion, doing my little stuff and out there, but people didn't realize that I didn't think highly of myself. I had a poor self-esteem because I had been molested for years. So right. they thought that I thought, 
no, they thought that I thought that they said that he said, but no, they thought, oh, she thinks she all this. It's always about her. And at the end of the day, that wasn't even it. What made, which made me have poor choices in mm-hmm. looking to affirm who I am. And there's some other young lady out there that's thinking the same thing. Like, okay, well, this might've happened or I didn't have this or I had that or whatever, whatever. And they're like, you know what? This is the only way I feel like maybe I'm seen or validated. So what we're going to do is after this commercial, we're going to come back and I'm going to ask, you know, what, what are some things that you would be able to like tell somebody? And I heard you just say that you had a, a child at 17 and I know it's a daughter because she's beautiful. I've seen it and I know you. But like, <laughs> what would you tell that young lady as a mom? Right. Do you tell your story to your daughter? And then as to other young women that mothers may not talk to them or whatever, what would you tell them and give them as far as advice, as as far as who they are and who they can become? And even if they've done or have some of your background, how they can still make it. And they're still beautiful after this commercial break. Booyah, you are rocking <laughs> with Impartation Strategist, Renee, and you are out the box. Are you ready to live your best life? Then to do so, you have to be your best self. It's time to get out the box with me, your host, impartation strategist, Renee Ambush, every Thursday night at 7 p.m. You want to step out of emotional, mental, and religious incarceration so that you can be free? Then tune in with me. You also can find me on Facebook at Renee Ambush and on Instagram at OutTheBox70. You also can find me at www.rebirthofrenee.com. Listen, it's 2022. It's time to celebrate you. Let's step out of the box and live your best life by being your best self. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, Check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, y'all, and we are back with life coach and minister T, also known as Tamara mm-hmm. Smith for the professional people. But for me, she is, you know, <laughs> she's my girl. She's she's little Tamara. But um, but we are back. And right now, Tamara, like I said, I was saying, you know, tell the people, you know, you said you have a daughter. Have you had a conversation with your daughter about um your 12 years experience or do you talk to talk to um, her about it and what advice or what would you give to other parents or even young ladies like I said that may find themselves in positions where they think that this is a choice that they have to make or if they made the choice to let them know that that's just not who they have to be or have to stay that they can still be great because they are great right well yes my daughter is very aware of my past um she's at the age now when she is old enough she's 23 years old 
Oh, okay. um, dang. Yeah, she's 23. <laughs> so she's um very aware, but like she knew before I even told her because I had her young. So when you have a child kind of young, it's almost like y'all grow up together. Mm-hmm. And um, she was around, you know, as much as you try to hide, because I tried to live a double life for a long time and it, mm-hmm. it, it, <laughs> it just stopped working at some point, you know, um, as much as you try to hide what you do, kids, like kids are smarter than we think they know, you know, and, um, you know, and then at the same time, people talk and a lot of times people don't watch what they say around children. So mm-hmm. my daughter is very aware of my past as well as my other children, um, mm-hmm. Except my little little kids, but my my older children, they're teenagers, and one is almost eighteen, the other sixteen. So they are very aware of my past. At one point, my daughter had asked because they felt like I did what I did for them. Oh, what and you mean? Come on, tell me about that. Well, what you mean? They felt like I did what I did to take care of them. You know, to okay. make money, to take care mm-hmm. of them, things like that. They don't know um how deep I went in in the industry but they felt like you know mommy she did that to take care of us or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be they don't judge me for it they don't um I'm very open to asking them questions do you feel a kind if you feel some kind of way because you know it took a lot of time and a lot of times at night I'm not home and things like that so I asked mm-hmm. you know are y'all feeling some kind of way about things that I've done and they're very vocal about how they feel and they felt like, well, you had to do what you had to do to take care of us. That's how they, they feel. Right. And that that even though that is one of the reasons that I did it, it's really not the main reason. Like you said, um, the self-esteem thing. People, I, I had low self-esteem. I still kind of struggle with confidence and self-esteem issues. Um, because I always felt like I was never seen or heard. Hmm. And when I was seen or heard, it wasn't for anything good, mm-hmm. you know, so that played on my self-esteem a lot. The fact that my father left when I was really, really young, that bothered me a lot. So that also affected decisions I made as I got older, mm-hmm. you know, um, but one of the reasons I did do that was self-esteem issues. You know, I felt like it, it got me attention. Mm-hmm. And it, and one thing people have to understand, all attention ain't good. Mm-hmm. It got me attention. It made me feel loved, you know, but it was, I went about it the wrong way. So I, the advice I would give to any young woman is you just have to love yourself. You just have to know. And, and, and I'm going to say this. Sometimes we, we feel unheard and unseen, but a lot of times when that's happening, we are really unseen and unheard, but it's not because people don't want to see or hear. It's because God is hiding us in plain sight. You better sometimes say that. Sometimes he don't, sometimes he, he, he's just hiding you in plain sight. I mean, people can see you, but they can't see you. They can hear you, but they can't hear you. And he's hiding you to protect you because mm-hmm. he knows there's something special about you. He knows there's like a special oil on you and everybody can't touch it because if they do, they'll damage it. So mm-hmm. a lot of times you have to realize, like, it's not that something is wrong with you. It's just that God is protecting you. Mm-hmm. So um, I wish I would have, you know, I, I can't say I wish I would have known it earlier. Everything happens the way 
that it's supposed to is a purpose in everything that we do. Sometimes the lives that we live are is a part of the purpose. You know, mm-hmm. it, it sometimes it get uncomfortable, but it's a part of the purpose. Like I wouldn't uh, coach women now and wouldn't I probably wouldn't be a minister if I didn't go through what I went through. Absolutely. You know, um, so that's the advice I would give to young women. Um, is that it's okay not to be heard and not to be seen because sometimes it's for their own protection. And, you know, Tamara, sometimes I hear people say this, um, when we, when we, when we hear about women who have, like you said, been, um, in the entertainment industry for, you know, any kind of sexual things or, 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 um, like you said, or um, stripping or anything like that, or domestic violent relationships, or, you know, multiple baby daddies, or we always hear, well, I, I always hear one of the first things is they need to know their worth. And it's like, I realized kind of doing a little study, it's not so much sometimes is that we don't know our worth is that we don't know our why. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Because see, I believe, and again, this is a joke, but it's the truth. I think you have to have some kind of esteem to dance. Because I right. ain't got that. And I think I'm good. I, I mean, finally. You know what I'm saying? And I'm right. not talking about because I'm cute, like, aesthetically. I'm like, I realize that my heart is amazing. And that's what right. makes aesthetic me aesthetically pleasing to an eye. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I ain't toot my own like, oh, my God, I'm all that. But what I'm saying is I'm like, you know, I think you have to have some kind of esteem to be able to do that you see what I'm saying mm-hmm. so it's not sometimes really knowing your worth it's it's, it's knowing your why why am I doing this why right. is this my response why is this my action why is this my perception and once we find out what the why is then we can deal with the why and then that why matches up with our worth and then it changes right. our behavior right. our perceptions and our thought process you know what I'm saying right right like so when I said about loving yourself I I feel like that's very important because Mm -hmm. if you love yourself a lot of times you won't go searching for love in all the wrong places Mm -hmm. again like for me my my dad left young and so I'm I'm searching for the love that was missing there and Mm -hmm. I didn't love myself at the time so everywhere where anybody paid me any type of attention or I felt like I was getting some type of love that's where I went you know, mm-hmm. um, so it is important that we love ourselves because if you love yourself and you just truly know if you're not getting love from anywhere else outside of you, God loves you more than anything unconditionally. It's genuine. It's not he loved you one day, don't love you the next. Like if you can just pull from that, that can also keep us from making the wrong choice. And, you know. Even saying that too, I'm getting ready to go and say something a little unconventional because I don't think I've heard, and I'm not saying that somebody has not, but I don't think I've heard somebody say this. If you would be transparent enough when you don't love yourself to have that good girlfriend, that auntie, the neighbor, a coach T, a Renee, you know what I'm saying? To go, I don't really feel good about myself. To have somebody to impart impact encourage and support you into that like I don't want people to walk around with the stigma feeling bad because they don't feel a certain way about themselves more people than people know are in positions where they really don't feel confident about themselves you listen to more celebrities and singers and athletes that will finally tell you you know what I'm saying I really 
I really didn't feel confident. Mm-hmm. I didn't really feel, you know, pretty. I didn't really feel like I was talented, this and another. And when we get the courage to tell somebody that, then now you've got somebody to be like, hold you accountable, somebody to not only help you be responsible, but somebody to pour into you that, like you Mm -hmm. said, it will help shape the different thoughts that you have, or I mean, different actions or behaviors, because now you don't really have to do that. You know why? Because I don't feel that I'm all that, or I don't feel that way. But my friend is like, girl, you got this, you can do this. You know what I'm saying? And why (laughs) it's so important for us to be in position that we don't frown and look down on people who come to us genuinely with who they are and where they at, instead of like judging them or pushing them aside, helping to uplift them. But I'm just going to say most people who, who don't pour into somebody else to help them is because they're really depleted themselves. And right. for people who go to a person like that, let's just let, let me just let you know, that's just not the one go to another one. You understand right. what I'm saying? If right. you go to somebody to help lift you up and they tear you down, look, I know it's going to be challenging, but understand they're the individual that still needs some help as well. That's just right. not the person that you talk to. Don't take it personal. Go to the next person who either has your yes or has your encouragement to lift you up because we are out there. Right. You would, you would say that? And right. it's also... It's also funny that you said it, like you said, and this is going to be another one of my podcasts. So I might have to have you back in reference to sharing your story with your children. I think that's imperative because like you said, people talk, streets talk, half the time people to give a half story, a not truthful story, a fictitious story that they didn't came and made up their own, put their little mm-hmm. own piece in it or whatever. But when you tell your children their, your story, at a point where they are developmentally able to handle it. And for the most part, I would say to recognize how they're able is when they start asking questions, then they ready. But if you sitting down, like I would, I wouldn't say, you know, sit down with a four year old, like, you know, that time when I was molested is like, that might not be the time to be talking to the kids. But if they be like, mommy, why you do that? Or why you act like that? Or why this man around? Or why this? It's like, okay, I'll give you a little bit. As, you know, as much as you can handle, because I think when we do that, we empower them not to make the same choices. Sometimes we right. feel like if we tell them, it either gives them a leeway to do the same thing or mm-hmm. they will now be open to that. But no, literally, we don't realize we're it's almost like immunization to a degree. We're building up their immune system to say, OK, you know what? That's not the choice or the role that I want to take or have to take, because now I've got some insight as to what it's about. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I right. am <laughs> elated. And I, again, want to share with you how you, even at nine years old, Tamara, changed my life. You seen wow. Miss Renee go from the parties to the pulpit. And yes. then I can understand <laughs> what Miss Tamara was about, even at her little age. And I am just so proud of who you are. Thank I you. never think any less of your success. I know you've got more to come. It's more of Miss T, Coach T, Minister T, that people ain't even scratched the surface with. You have right. <laughs> always been beautiful to me. And Thank I am you. ever so honored that you took the time to step out the box with me and share you with the whole podcast land. It is not (laughs) for not, baby. Your life and who you are is so for purpose and on purpose. And I am so thankful for you. 
Thank you. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely. And y'all, I know that you can only hear us, but some of y'all will be able to see us. Um, the jingle jingle on my wrist is made by Miss Tamara Smith. She is so talented in these um, charmed bracelets. I'm going to let her give her information as to where you can find her. You can find her to speak on your platform. You can find her to bling you out with her jewels and all of that because they are high. So, so Coach T, Minister right. T, can you tell them where to find you so that they can um, get you as well on their platform and get some of this arm candy and jewelry as well? Right. So my... Um... I have Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. Um, my Facebook is my name, Tamara Smith. Also, my coaching page is Coach T. Smith on Facebook. Um, my jewelry page on Facebook is Irie Chanel Signature. That's I-R-E-S-H-N-E-L Signature on Facebook. And my Instagram is Coach T underscore with the jewels. So that's W-I-T-D-A. J-E-W-L-Z on Instagram. And spell Tamara for him because we from Baltimore. So, you know, it can be about 14 oh, yeah. ways to spell Tamara. <laughs> so, it's Tamara with T-A-M-E-R-A Smith. Uh, there you go. <laughs> so, that's how you can find Everybody know how to spell Smith. Okay, yeah, yeah. Smith, I think we got. I think we got Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I thank y'all so much for rocking with Impartation Strategist Renee and coming out the box with me and Coach T, Coach Tamara, Minister Tamara. I thank you for your time. And y'all know who I am. I am Rebirth of Renee. I am out the box. I will stay out the box and out the boxes. Out. Peace. <laughs>